Welcome to the Theobrogians Podcast, a ministry and theology podcast brought to you by two really, really holy, smart, and good-looking pastors. Dropping gems and bringing the thunder. All right, welcome to the Theobrogians Podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by my co-pastor, co-host, cohort, Sam. <laughs> Co-mingling, co- Co-pilot. Owner, co-author. Co-laborer of the faith. Co- Co-signer because COVID-19. I don't have COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, welcome. Um, we have been... Uh, kicking around what to do as a next episode ever since we dropped our last episode. And in that same time frame, um, the world changed like drastically dude. Like you think about that in, in the past, like two weeks, the world (laughs) as we know it, we know it has completely shifted. Gone. It's yeah. So we went from crazy. We went from just like average, you know, uh, suburban lifestyle to average like, movie star, famous yeah, people. Exactly. To <laughs> like, I am legend, still movie yes. star, but yeah. different movie. Yeah. And, uh, it's, we're the ripped up yeah. version of Will Smith. I, I'm, I, I was going to say, I'm like the dog. I, I do that pose in the shower as much as I can. The, with the rifle, <laughs> just leaning against the wall, letting my triceps. Oh, bulge that, through. That one, yeah. <laughs> That's a good shot. Okay. So, uh, we're, <laughs> We are not going to try to talk about anything else or fleece us any kind of way. We're going to just talk about what's going on right now, but we're going to do it from a church culture angle. Um, and so we're we're going to talk about, uh, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the church's response to the coronavirus man, crisis. Man. Um, it's been crazy, man. It um, has. Just to kind of premise, premise it or, you know, set the stage, um, if you are listening to this and you're a volunteer at, at church or you're on staff at a church or um, you're a pastor at a church or you just go to church, um, if you're in the church world at all to any extent, then your Facebook timeline is exploding with with, yeah. with churches doing service, churches yeah. doing Wednesday nights, churches doing yeah, uh, worship. Um, there's just been because all at once the church had to go from meeting in buildings all over the world to meeting online primarily through one or two different platforms um, and and trying to take church as they did it week to week and fit it into uh, church on an online platform. And so it's been very interesting. Um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So to start us off, I'm going to let Sam, if you just kind of want to talk through, we were just talking Man. about this. The the response progression from the church to the coronavirus and, and the different restrictions it's had, how has this played out week to week, even like for us? Well, you yeah, know, it's our crazy. Approach. So so we're in we're in Michigan, which uh you know, we're in Metro Detroit, and so there are two counties in Michigan that are have the most cases, and we are on the border of both. Yeah. <laughs> we're like right in the smack dab middle of all the junk that's happening here in Michigan and in Michigan, we I think as of yesterday, according to the CDC, we were ranked like number three or number four yeah. in the whole country yeah, with confirmed cases and mm-hmm. deaths and all that stuff. And so it's been really, really crazy here in Metro Detroit. And so this whole thing started off, you know, we found out on like a, what, a, a 
Tuesday, a Tuesday or a Thursday, that school was going to get canceled. Yeah. Oh yeah. Our but whole thing was. Our whole I'm thing was kind of out of it. I found out on a Thursday, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, that gives us one day." <laughs> our whole thing was we're going to follow what the schools do because you started seeing people th- saying, "Yo, we can't get together as church. We can't get. Are we going to have church? This thing's going crazy. Whatever." Mm-hmm. And so our response was, "Yo, we are going to follow what the schools do." Well, when the schools shut down, we I think you're right. I think we found out on a Thursday. They were like, "Yo, after tomorrow," because the governor came out on a Thursday and was like, "Yo, after tomorrow, no more school." And so we were like, whoa, we and got at first, three and at days first, to figure this out. Yeah, and at first it was two weeks. Yeah. No school for two no weeks. No school for two weeks. And so we were like, oh, man, that's nuts. And then after the two weeks, they're like, okay, we're going to throw, we're gonna move spring break around. So it's three weeks. And then after three weeks, it's like, okay, we're going to push it back. Now I think it's like the end of April is... That's what they're saying, but, I've, saying, but I've, I've even heard, heard talks. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I've even heard talks that there, there already are current or multiple states yeah. currently that have just canceled the, the whole remainder the rest of the school of the year, year. Which is nuts. Yeah. And so we said, we're going to follow that. But it's been a really hard thing for us as a church because, you know, we're not uh, we're not like a super mega church, huge church or anything. But it's hard for us because it started off, okay, this week, I think we can swing it. We can figure it out. Oh, okay, we got to do it again next week. Oh, okay, let's figure that out. And then now we're like three, four weeks into this thing. And it's like, whoa, like for the foreseeable future, yeah, this junk's going online, yep. <laughs> like straight online, no public gatherings. Yeah. Like, that cannot happen. We have a shelter in place here in Michigan where you're not allowed to leave the house unless it's essential business only. Yeah. Right? And so we're, we're at this spot where it's like, okay, we got to figure this out for this foreseeable future. This totally shifts everything. 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 Because church is a communal space. Church yeah. is about, we say this all the time, the church is people, not a building. But when you shut down that building and people can't come together, <laughs> like, yeah. you got to figure it out. It's got to change the way that America yeah. has approached church for a very long time. And so- you know, some people say this is awesome because it's kind of like a hard reset. You know, we got to figure some stuff out. Yeah. But other people, man, some churches are panicking, man. They're struggling. Yeah. And and I think I think for those churches that have already found themselves in, in, a, in a tough spot, you know, you have churches that um, are already trying to navigate like the shifting of church culture, you know, like. Right. Things as little as and and depending on where you live, this might seem like a no brainer or it might seem like the biggest battle for you and your congregation ever. But um, churches right now, we're still in a time where churches and pastors are still questioning if it's okay to not wear suits on Sunday. You know, like there's some churches that are progressive for wearing a dress shirt and jeans on a Sunday. Yeah, with no tie. Yeah, with no tie. Like Ryan Seacrest circa 2003. Right, right, like (laughs) Usher in in the Yeah music video. Hey, that, you know what? (laughs) I guess if you throw a big enough diamond chain on anything and anything works. But but, um, I was swaggy for a minute. But there's some churches that are, that's their biggest issue right now Uh is how do we conduct ourselves in our physical appearance at church. And then, you know, like that was a hard enough question for the church to agree on right. in some places. And then boom, this happens. And it's like, Whoa, yeah, it's, it was the ultimate equalizer because yeah. now we're not, it's not a debate of what's acceptable conduct or like what to wear, what to, what music to play. Yeah. What's too yeah. Now it's wait a minute. Does everybody, do we have what we need to even continue? Yeah. Do we have any yeah. means to yeah. put this out? Do we have more than enough people to come together for graphics or music or, or you know, even figuring out how to stream online? Like yeah. How to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're still working with like a, 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 a flip phone or whatever, the yeah. clamshell, yeah. you're not fitting that on a tripod, a tripod to no. do a Facebook Live, no. you know, not even that. And so no. this was like the... I, I 
I fall into the category, like you're saying, of like the hard reset. It's it's a good time for us to kind of pivot as yeah. as a church, like Western church culture, Dude, period, yeah. to hard pivot. I, I'm in that category. But even in the very least, if you're not, this is the time where I think what it's done, and I hate to sound critical if this sounds critical, but I think it's exposed for every church, not just one church, two church. Yeah. Any weakness that you had, this exposed that. Because it's forced you to be able to transfer oh, yeah. everything you have to another medium. Oh, yeah. And so you've had to take a direct inventory right away. What do we have? What do we not have? What's yes. our personnel like? What do we... What Exactly. Who are we hitting? Who are we not? It's it's made you ask all of the hard questions that all of the books of minister of, about ministry have been written on forever. Now every church has to ask that and give an inventory for it in order to move forward. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, if you're, if you're a small church, you're looking at it going... Uh, or even like a more old school church, you're looking at it going, okay, do we have the means and the gear and the resources to go online? Like yep. to make something that people can actually visually see at home. Yep. <laughs> like do we yep. have a camera? Do we even have a tripod? Do we mm-hmm. have a Facebook account for our church? Do we have a website that people yep. can access this stuff? And so it, it really- then, then we're making that. Do Does our demographic or our congregation have the means to watch to it? To see that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So especially if you think in the more rural communities- um, where internet is, is, you know, there are still places in America where internet is sluggish, ruggish, oh, and, for sure. and really yeah. hard, you know, um, for even that. And then, and then you got these bigger churches that have all the resources, have all the online stuff. And it says, okay, well now that people can't come to your building, what else do you have for them? Right. Like, what do you have for them throughout the week? Yeah. How are you? Whatever. And so I've seen some, uh, small churches navigate this really well. And some small churches really, really kind of tank at it. And then I've seen some big churches navigate it really, really well. And then I've seen some other big churches that are like really tanking at it right now. And yeah. it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to see all of us facing the same issue. Yeah. You know? Well, so in your opinion, yeah. what, what would you say, give a, give a pro and give a con in for this scenario for, for big church. And we'll say big church being, yeah. I don't know. Thousand people, or, yeah, 700 we'll, people, we'll 500 say, we'll say people. We'll say 500 and up. Okay, 500 big church, people and yeah. up. Yeah, that'll be big uh, church. And then, and then for a, Small a church. smaller church being 500 or below or 400 okay. or below, whatever. Okay. Pro and con for, yeah. for both of those. Cause, yeah, because at that like, 200, 300, 400 level, I feel like the two, three, 400 level is its own almost niche of like a medium church because it's like yeah. you almost have the resources to do what the big churches do, Yeah, but then you kind of don't. And yeah. so you try and it just... I well, think- yeah, and it's the same with the other end of the spectrum. Like, there's a there's a difference between like 500, 800, 900 people and yeah. like mega church. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. So we'll, we'll those just, are our two big, big extremes. That's fine. That's but fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's but do that. for for quote unquote big church, whatever your mind goes to for big church, and then for small church, pro and con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say I would say for small church pro, I think that this this sort of connectivity of you know having phone calls with your congregation having this much access to your pastor, having um, such tight relationships and close-knit, uh, like a close-knit community of your 15, 20, 50, 100, 200 people, um, I feel like that's a big pro for this scenario. Yeah. Because jumping on a Zoom call with your with you know your people from your church is not awkward. You're not sitting there with people you don't know. Right. You know? Um, it may be awkward if there's only three of you and two of you are introverts, but... <laughs> but um, you well, know, then you, then you just start a group chat. Yeah, right, right. But yeah. the pros for that, I think the smallness of it makes this new sort of Acts Church model that we're having to accommodate to. I think a smaller church is more conducive to that. I think it's yeah. it's an easier 
pivot for them. Yeah, they might um, they might have the advantage. Exactly. Yeah. The con for a small church is, I would say, a lot of it would have to do with like gear and uh, like production value of what you're trying to offer people. Sure. Um, and resources, you know. Yeah. Um, for these smaller churches, they don't. A lot of them probably don't have money in the bank. We're talking. Yeah. We're talking week to week. Or, you know, you're maybe you're three weeks ahead and you think, sweet, this is awesome. I don't have to worry about the light bill this week. Right. But in reality, there's not a big cushion in a lot of small churches. And sure. so yeah. resources are taking a hit because people are not coming to church. It's harder, whatever. Um, online giving might not be a platform that you have kind of conducted and kind of made instrumental as part of your church. Yep. That's going to be a, a struggle. So there's some pros. There's some cons for small churches. Big churches, I think there's a pro in your production value. I think that you're able to put out something that is super high quality that will engage people, their attention, and they'll be able to sit there and go, wow, look at how cool this is. Right. Wow, look at yeah. this. Amazing. Wow, they sound great. Man, mm-hmm. this is, man, look at those graphics. Look at the video. And so I think I think in this consumeristic approach that we're having to take to church temporarily, where it's all on our screens, I think the big churches have an advantage there. You know. Yeah. Um, but as far as the weekly engagement, I think some big churches are doing it well, but I think they're going to struggle more with you can't jump on a Zoom call with 800 people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't already have the, the the infrastructure of thinking small, if you don't already have the infrastructure of small groups and community groups and leaders for those and relationships for those and all that stuff, man, you're struggling right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that, so. Because one hour on a Sunday is not going to get it done. Right. And that's that's what I was going to say to that to that end. It's interesting because the the big churches who are, who we would say are doing it well, and just disclaimer, I don't have anything against big churches. Yeah, yeah. I've, I do have a little bit of a, a thing, and this may have already come out about like the whole like celebrity celebrity church culture, celebrity yeah, pastor yeah, yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an issue with that. But if you love Jesus, you should have an issue with that, right? But <laughs> nonetheless, I, I digress on that. Uh, but it's interesting because the ones that the big churches that we're saying are doing this well, it's funny. But if you look at it, they're really just implementing small churches within their big church. Mm -hmm. They're having leaders Mm -hmm. who could be other leaders that are being more pastoral Mm -hmm. care for smaller communities of people. Mm -hmm. So you see in this for the big churches to, to survive this or to thrive in this, they're creating almost smaller churches within their big church. Within the umbrella of the high production, which is interesting, which is is interesting. It makes you wonder why not do that all the time? Why not? Why not create that community in a sustainable format and say, "Hey, for big churches that are one campus, maybe two campuses, that right now are breaking to five or six campuses in order to manage all their all their people." Yeah, for pastoral care yeah. and communication why, and all of that. Yeah. Why not? You know, if we're talking, I'm going to sound very Francis Chan here and very Book of Acts here, which I I would say is good, but why not go to that model in the future? And I think a lot of churches will, and I think a lot of churches are questioning that is, is this big church, big box consumer way of doing things sustainable from in the future? And even if we get back to this quote unquote normal Mm -hmm. for doing church, is that the right way or the best way to do church? You know, that's true. Um, And so I think my, my pro and con for big and small churches for, I'll start with big churches, big church, the pro is that you, you know, you have the bedazzle, you know, you have the sparkle. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see, exactly. you know, Mary Jo Sue leading on a, on an old school keyboard that has the, uh, the, the, the turntable Ameri- sound effects with the on American it. flag in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's the keyboard you're leading on, 
I'm not. Yeah. I'm not watching that. Yeah, probably for, not. for any good reason. No, probably. Yeah, I exactly. might tune in for ten or fifteen seconds. Yeah, for for for, for un- pick un- me up. unholy reasons. Yeah, for for well, <laughs> it it'll be good for my heart in some way. And so, um, yeah, with the bald screeching bald eagle on the projector screen in the yes, background and yes, all that. Yes. Um, you know, you're not stopping for that. No. If I'm scrolling by, you know, just whatever to paint a picture. If I'm scrolling by. Stephen Furtick's feed, yeah, and he's up there looking how he looks, you know, like a Greek god, and <laughs> and um, you know, he's got his stage full, and the screens working, and the the lights are going, and all that. I mean, that that's that's clickbait. That's yeah. Hollywood production value. Yeah. I'm gonna stop and watch that like I would watch any show. Yeah, you know, and so that that I think is the is bedazzle. the pro. Yeah, the the sparkle, the shine, mm-hmm. the glitter, and so um, I would say that for big church, you know, you. If we're talking about purely people consuming, watching church on a Sunday, then I think the upper hand obviously goes to the mega church with the with the big resources. Yeah. Um, the con there, though, I think a lot of churches, big churches, are are kind of caught like, oh, oh, what do we do? Because the time to implement a small group structure is not now. Right. The time to do that and to start thinking, how do we break into house churches, home churches? zoom calls how are we going to format smaller gatherings for our people even if it is digital it's it's an easier jump when you already do small groups and have small meetups house churches discipleship formats to go okay hey let's take that to a digital format because then Mm -hmm. it's like hey our eight guy small group can jump on an eight guy small group zoom call community can translate to digital yes but you can't generate community from a digital platform yes that's, that's right that's the, the, hard the part. inception of it it's does hard. not and should not be yeah. right now where it's like okay guys we're going to do something for the first time ever in our church and we have limited ways to get it out limited resources to give you yeah it's harder we just have to do it it from can this be platform. done but it's a lot harder it, it can be done and yeah. you are seeing churches do it yeah. it's just unfortunate that this is what it took exactly um so that's the con. I think the pro for the small church is that it's almost endearing. You know, I, I uh-huh. like, I like what, when it looks good enough, you know, there has to be some, it's got to look quality. like you tried a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But when I see, you know, a pastor or one or two pastors or even a worship team, you know, if they're in a room, that's uh, like a room that looks like they, you know, took their dishes to the sink and, you know, hung their jackets up. You know, it looks like yeah. they actually knew they were going to be on film. Yeah. But I see them sitting there doing an acoustic set and it sounds decent enough, but yeah. they're just there. And you know they're going in and you know it's an intimate moment for them. That's yeah. endearing mm-hmm. for me to watch. Then I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm going to tune in because I'm that's yeah. hitting me. Yeah, I'm I feeling that. I see you that. Know? Yeah, I feel it. You're right. Um, so it's it's endearing uh, when you have these pastors that have the relatability and the the personality and the personal touch to be mm-hmm. able to go and not stand on a on a stage when you know the room is completely empty. You have eight hundred chairs in the sanctuary, right. not a single person sitting in them, and you're preaching your your till you're blue in the face to nobody. That in the back of my mind when I'm watching, I know that's what you're doing. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. which which whatever. No no condemnation. I'm just saying that's that's something that I think of. And maybe I think of that because I'm a pastor, so I know yeah, that so might be weird the, for me. Yeah. But, um, but that's to me that's not very endearing. I would almost rather you stand in front of your wall in your in your office with a decent quality camera, yeah. and just just be real. Encourage me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think small small churches have that because yeah. that's all they have. Yeah. You know, and that's so true. they they might be really good at doing that already. Um, a con for small churches. Um, 
I think a lot of small churches have the mindset, and this is dangerous, I think. Um, again, no condemnation. Mm. But I've, I've seen a lot on my timeline of small churches saying things like, well, we only have 40 people in our church anyway, um, so we're going to still meet. You know, in our state, the restriction is, you know, because the state can't tell the church when they have to close. Right. Um, You know, the recommendation is do not meet. Right. But if you are, we can't shut you down if you have under 50 people, right? Yeah. That's, that's ours. I think they took it down to under 10. I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, but... they, they had to because you have these people yeah. that are not saying, you know what? We're going to be safe and protect our people. Instead, they're saying, no, yeah, God will protect yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to keep meeting. The yeah. church has to go on. As if yeah. meeting on a Sunday morning in church is the, church. Is the way that's, the church yeah. will go on. The that's church has to prevail. That's a fundamental theological issue. That's not a problem. A yeah, and so issue. I, I think that's harmful because it's yeah. it's reckless. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, now there, there's ways that you have to work through that. Like us, for the way that we do church on our platform, we've had to still have a small handful of us, four or five of us, meet in yeah. order to put content out. But um, we're even being safe about that, and and we're taking precautionary measures with that. I think smaller churches saying, hey, we're not big. We don't have that many people. It's not a huge threat. We can continue to do what we've always done. I think that's a con too, and I think that's dangerous. You know, perhaps maybe more dangerous than the latter. So, um, yeah, those would be my pros and cons. Yeah, that's huge. So if you if you could give some advice, not that we're like super uh, authoritative on these issues, but if you could give sort of a tip to a big big church and then a tip to a small church. Yeah. Like what, what, if you could talk to Joe, big church pastor, and Joe, small church pastor, what are just what's just one thing you would say to each of them? Just like, hey, guys, just from my experience, I mean, we just sat here before we got on and looked through Facebook. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday, so just whatever. But we just looked through and saw, what, how many feeds? 50 feeds yeah, of easy. different churches? Yeah, easy. Easily. Just because our friends groups and our spheres of influence yeah. and the groups we're part of and all of that. And so we just saw 50-plus church feeds. So we saw a lot that was thrown at us. If you could say one thing to Joe Big Church and one thing to Joe Little Church, what would you say? Um, I would say Joe Big Church, um, now is not the time to try to maintain your um, maintain your your stat or your like you know your social standing or your your ego or whatever. I yeah. see a lot of pastors right now that are still trying to do this. Um, you know, we saw one that was like, you know, we're we're still having services at, you know, 8.30, 11.30, and 2.30 today, you know, what? I, it's like, here's the thing, think of the people that are watching this, they're not dummies, so we know that you're not going live with the full band and all this stuff at three different times in the church today, we know you're sitting at home too, that, that to me is a weird flex, because it's like, and churches doing, you know, like, Give the people that you're ministering to and that you want to reach with this, give them a little bit of credit here and saying, like, they can read through this. And if they do read through this, what's going to look authentic and endearing and personal and what's going to look corny Mm -hmm. and like a reach? And to me, those kind of things, when we do those as the church, that's a reach, man. You don't you can you can drop one live and it stays on your feed and you can share it three times a day, but they say that we're still having church gatherings because the church got to go on and this is an effect. It's almost like saying we're exempt to the effect that this has on us. It changes our, our format and our platform a little bit, but other than that, it's your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. It's, it's not, that's, that's you know, it's not. Yeah. And, and I think that that just comes across maybe tone deaf um, 
to real people that work real jobs that are getting laid off that are worried about bills and all that stuff sometimes it might seem a little tone deaf because it's like man i if i'm feeling this i know the church has got to be feeling this because if i yeah. if i'm not getting paid i can't tithe and yeah. if i can't tithe what does that do to the state of the church you know like yeah. th- it has this trickle down effect in people's minds that and i think they'll be sitting at home saying things that we're not yeah. we're not saying we're not giving them credit for thinking yeah for sure you know for and sure. so i would say dude be take advantage of this pivot a little bit change your perspective and don't think of how they're going to see you think of how they're going to react to um the, their the, how how it's going to affect their worship experience yeah you know don't don't yeah, you don't huge. you don't have to look like you got it all together you have to generate content that's going to be so authentic to them that from their living room with their kids screaming in the background they're more worried about god than their current problem yeah and you flexing and making sure that you look dope and you're still presenting 15 services a day and this yeah. ain't this ain't hurting the church and this yeah, ain't yeah, hurting yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that that to me that doesn't translate well right. so what do you say what do you say that's to a, that's a long one that's like what a 3 minute to, one but what do you say to Joe Small Church Joe Small Church I would say don't don't try to be that guy either yeah. you know like Joe Small Church right now doesn't have to try to uh come up with the resources and all those different things. Now, now that we're going online and we got to be digital, we got to have top notch. Every the time to get top notch resources is not now. No, Amazon's not delivering. No, non essential stores are no. closed now down. Is not the time. This is not the time to try to come up with that. And yeah. so, anything you could find is going to make your production look more booty anyway. You right. know. And so, do if you have to be the church where, um, you know, your worship leader and their husband is playing an acoustic guitar on the couch, you know, mm-hmm. in, in their living room. Yeah. It's awesome. Have a super crispy shot. Yep. Don't lie to them about their voices. Find the best singer you can find because <laughs> you still want to operate with as much excellence yeah. as you can in this yeah, time. Absolutely. Um, you know, te- do test runs. The first time that you're putting out content on Facebook should not be when people are watching the content. You need to find some way, even if you're recording a dry video first and then playing it back and listening to the songs you're picking, listening to how you're singing, listening if yeah. you're in harmony, listening right. how loud you are, how close the camera is. You need to troubleshoot these things before the first time you go live yeah. or before Sunday morning or Wednesday night, whenever right. you're doing it. Have, you know, be mm-hmm. as excellent as you can with what you have, but don't think that you need to have the lights and the you need to be preaching from a stage in an empty room and you need to have yeah. the motion graphics and the, all that to be effective because you don't. One right. thing I noticed when we were scrolling down is, you know, you can see the views in the top left left corner of a screen. And, um, you know, a lot of these like smaller, what I'd say, quote unquote, smaller yeah. churches, yeah. they had 100 people tuned in watching, yeah. worshiping mm-hmm. at home. And then you'd go by like, one where the dude's standing on stage wearing a pair of Nike yeah. dunks and yeah, yeah. a leather jacket and they have 50 viewers at home. Yeah. You know? And so know your audience, yeah. reach your audience, hit your people, but don't feel like you have to be something you're not. And then don't feel like you have to, you know, carry on this like persona Yeah, because you're trying to be that church in real life. So now that you're online, you have to continue to be that church. Like right. use this as an opportunity to pivot. You right. Know? So my, my advice to Joe small church is just that man be authentic um authenticity goes way further than cool lights and lasers and smoke machines you know what i mean um don't don't feel like you got to lean an led light against your the back wall of your bedroom to make it look like that look <laughs> bro that looks worse you know what i'm yeah. saying and 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 
And so authenticity, I think, <laughs> can take you it's a long still way. Still your bedroom. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, just stop. We can still see your nightstand. Yeah. We can see the cord from your LED light. That's a problem. <laughs> okay. That's a problem. Um, no, I, I think it's I think it's important, man. If you're in a small, if you're from a small church, you don't have the resources of the big churches. Like you said, do what you do, how you do it, and that's okay. You know, people people are going to connect with you and your connectivity to God, and that's really what's important. And then if I could talk to Joe, big church, I just. Really, and not even big. This is big church and small church. These guys standing on stage behind a podium, like you have to think about why are you behind a podium in the first place? Well, it's because it's to dick to, to annotate like you as the speaker in a room full of people. If there's not a room full of people, you don't need to be on a stage right. in front of a podium. Like, think about your methodology and why you do what you do. And now that we're in a new medium and a new platform, those things are unnecessary. Yeah. So why are you still doing it's it's the and the thing is a lot of these churches that are still doing that they would look back and say why are you singing old songs why are you doing things the way the old church used to do well yo in a matter of 2 weeks everything we were doing 2 weeks ago is now the old church right and yeah so it's yeah. like we got to pivot and so big church joe big church i would say yo you got to pivot too just because it worked for you then, it's like the same way with how churches in the 80s were doing things, and then the 90s it switched, and everybody went to this whole seeker-sensitive thing or whatever, and it's like, oh, we all got to change, and so everybody changed. Um, you know, And then you go into the 2000s, and it shifted again, and then you go into the 2010s and 2020s, and it's shifting again. This is a huge, huge shift, and it just because it worked for you before, you don't need to keep doing it that way. You have to change with the medium and all this. And that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. Change is hard. Even for these yeah. churches that are like, oh, we're cutting edge, we're relevant. Yo, that's got to change. Yep. You you know, it's it's almost like, and this is crazy because I've been saying this is coming. I had no idea it was going to look like this. Mm. But I've been saying this, the, the church is in this like 80s hairband phase of life. Yeah. And we're about to hit the Kurt Cobain grunge. This mm-hmm. COVID-19 virus took us from 80s hairband to 90s grunge. Smells like teen spirit. You, you know what I'm saying? And yep. so it's like, yo, you guys still doing the eighties hairband thing? Like, yeah, it's gonna have some traction for a little bit, but you gotta shift it up because that's not it anymore. That's Man, not us. You just made me that's think of um, Do you know what I mean? It's 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 changed <laughs> in a matter of two weeks. Man, um I don't know if I should say his name or not because I'm not gonna No, but, don't say but, his name. But you know you know who you are. No, I, I thought it was a great a great what he said was great. Yeah. But I don't want uh, anybody to think of it as negative and then, yeah. you know, yeah, tweet yeah. him or anything. But yeah. um one of one of our friends, um, yeah. uh, who I was gonna come up with a name that sounds like his, so you know, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> he uh, uh, he was telling me the other day we were talking about this whole uh, consumer church mentality and big church and yeah. you know the celebrity pastor culture and all that. And he said, you know, right now that's that's if you're from the outside looking in, that's the the voice of the church that you hear right now. Yeah, and it's big and it's loud and it's bright and it's whatever. And he said, but you know you can tell when things are about to die because that's when they get the loudest. Mm-hmm. He said, when you, when you shoot a deer, that's when it, that's when yeah. it is the loudest you'll ever wow. hear it. And yeah. it, it's because it's about to go out. Yeah. And he said, and it's funny because he said all this before this happened and I'm not, I don't have any ill intent or wish any ill will on any church yeah, yeah, yeah. because at the end of the day, it's God's church. And if they're bringing people right. to Jesus, that's Point what we want. Jesus, that's the goal. And we cheer for, yeah. however, um, leaving, leaving things, um, that I think are essential to church and church tradition and omitting those and then building a culture around those things makes the church anemic. Mm -hmm. And we've been that for a long time. And, and I think we've come to a point now where that sustains under normal circumstances. It's fine, but you throw a curveball at it 
and we were limping really hard, Mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of churches, just like a lot of small businesses right now, will not recover from this. Mm -hmm. A lot of churches will not reopen their doors on the other side of COVID-19. And, and I'm not saying that as a celebratory thing, but I am saying it as this is the time when leaders should be looking up going, okay, this is not me thinking, how can we float this until we get back to normal? This is when church leaders should be looking going, this is our time to redefine what normal is. It's not, it's not for us to just we're going we're gonna to do this and we're going to do Facebook Live and all this stuff until we can get back to what we normally do. Well, that's the question. Moving forward, yeah. what does this look like? What, yeah, and so I, th- I think for me, you know, and I was talking to my wife about this, we're, we're looking at trying to launch a church campus. And right. we're, we're in just a few months, it was the idea. Yeah, and, and this, <laughs> yeah, like, and this literally, it's like the timeline that we had for this. Yeah. The, the little corona bacteria, when they planned this out, they planned it to our, our launch timeline too because yeah. it was like right at the height of this is when we were really trying to push and fund and yeah. do all that. And then right when we launch, want to launch is when they assume all of this is going to be um, phasing out right. and that those are just bad transition times. Yeah, and so uh, we've had to look at do we re, do we keep going full force at our timeline but restructure in a way where we can sustain even with low funds where we can take yeah. this to different formats maybe we start and we launch but we launch from houses until we can build and ramp up yeah. and have enough people to have a, a small gathering in a set place do we yeah. and we've had to ask all these hard questions now which is kind of a blessing because it is kind of it's yeah. it's really inspired me to look at it and go man how can we build into the DNA of our church going forward with, with, you know, this metaphorical church that isn't there yet. Yeah. What do we need to do from the foundation to say, Hey, we're going to have a culture about us that is built on small group, one-on-one interaction, um, one-on-one life on life discipleship where people meet without us telling, telling them to where people, uh, you know, if things go long enough, they're going to be showing up at each other's houses, praying for each other in their living rooms. What do we need to do? to foster that kind of faith community um, and not get caught in this, in this cycle of things are really great as long as they can come listen to me speak. Yeah. But when that's canceled, if our power's cut or if, right. you know, lightning strikes, the light pole outside, we have to cancel church. We have right. to, what, what are we going to do to safeguard ourselves from this going forward? And so I think that's, that's how it should change church culture going forward. Right. Uh, it should make us think when this is over, what needs to change and what do we need to change about the way we do ministry yeah, in order. It's, it's not going to go back to normal. Yeah. In order to put this yeah. in the hands of people, and dare I say, make this look like the early biblical church where they were just getting after it and they were yeah. fueled and excited and invigorated with just wanting to meet and be together because they had the same, the same savior. And so they, they came together under that commonality and that was what, drove them to take risks or even at the, 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 the threat of being arrested or killed or whatever, they persevered and the church grew, but through a network of smaller parachurch personal gatherings, how, how can we reset back to that? That I think needs to be the conversation that churches and leaders are having, not how long do we need to do this until we can get back to our, you know, mega church gathering with our huge light setups and all this stuff. Because the other thing, sadly enough, that I think is happening right now is I think right now people who hinge and find the source of their faith from uh big church, consumer church culture right now, man, they're, they're, 
they're floundering. They're hurt. Mm-hmm. They're if they can't get into the church, listen to high quality worship music, hear a, a message that has three points that they can write down in their notepad and mm-hmm. just like really feel great about the, if they just, they're in the trenches right now with faith and they're having to mm-hmm. read the Bible themselves, I- interpret it themselves, do all these things that they're supposed to be doing, check on each other, pray for each other, bear with one another, struggle together, things that the churches should be doing, but consumer church doesn't, doesn't tend right. towards. Right. They're hurt. And so that there, there could be a lot of people whose faith doesn't make it through this. Yeah. You know, and so what does the church have to do to ensure that going forward, we're actually building disciples and we're building sustainable biblical church model going forward. And and we're going to need it more than ever because I feel like during this time, since everything is happening on screens, we're creating like a soundbite Christianity. We're creating a, you know, a neatly packaged, delivered, here you go. Here's Mm -hmm. your, here's your Jesus. Almost like those little communion cups, you know, where you take off the top and the wafer's inside. The wafer's already there. And then you peel back the next layer. Um, the the community shot right. We're we're creating almost this like consumer focused, consumer driven worship experience, and so moving forward, man, it's it's not going to be the same. It's just not. And so, uh, whether you're Joe Joe Big Church or Joe Small Church, or you just work at a church, or you're looking at starting a church, or you just go to church, um, we're definitely in a big transition here. And like I said, I liken it to the '80s hair band. Uh, model from the late '80s to you know Nirvana showing up on the scene with an acoustic guitar and candles <laughs> and saying <laughs> you know and, and and just like you know grinding it out and so I, I I don't know I don't know where the challenge is in that for you because I think it's different depending on where you come from but I think you need to be able to step back and recognize yo things are different and I think in this new format I think the number one thing that you need to hold near and dear to your heart and that you need to look at everything through the lens of is authenticity. I think authenticity is huge. I think you you need to do you the way you do it. You know what I mean? Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to be a mini Stephen Furtick or a mini Andy Stanley or a mini Craig Groeschel. Don't don't do that. Don't be them. Don't try to be Carl Lentz. You're not Carl Lentz, right? Mm-mm. You know, nobody's body looks like that in real life. <laughs> His does. That's about it. But that's it. But but my man's a college athlete. Like people don't know that he played college basketball. Come on. I didn't know. You know. That. And so it's it's different. You are not that. You know. And so don't try to be that. And 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 don't try to be. If you're an older dude, don't try to be a younger dude. If you're a younger dude, don't try to be an older. Just be you. Yeah. Because I think the authenticity and the connectivity and your passion for Jesus is really going to shine through in yeah. this time. You know yeah. what I mean? And that'll be edifying, encouraging, and inspiring for other people. Yep. You know what I mean? For sure. So, yeah. Is that it, man? We got any other thoughts on this COVID-19 hoopla? I mean, it's no, crazy. I mean, We're I, praying for you guys. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to say. I think... We pray for the churches. We pray for the pastors because we know we're in the struggle, too. You're in the struggle, too. Um, get at us if you have any ideas that you think we should talk about, any platforms that would help other people, any anything. We'd love to keep the conversation going. Yeah, and and um, the other thing I thought was really cool is that right now you are seeing churches doing things like they're sharing resources, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Yes, and they're um, I've know, seen I've, churches offer their facilities yep. if people want to live stream from their facility uh-huh. or record or whatever. That's huge. Yeah, or like their equipment, whatever yeah, it is. And so that's awesome. Um, you know, if if you know of anybody that wants to do that needs to do that, have any questions, how you could do that, whatever, yeah. you know, hit us you, up. You can use our social medias as sounding boards. If you, you know, hit us up on the story or whatever with the question, we'll repost it. So maybe somebody else sees it, mm-hmm. comment, whatever it is where we, we are too with Thea Brogens trying to get more active um, with our presence there. 
um, to help in those ways as well, not just through the podcast um, during this time as well, since everybody's remote, you know? Yeah. So on the very least, we want this to be a community. We, we yeah. want there to be conversation. We want there to be talk back. So make sure you do that. But if there's any way in that that you need to try to get resources, lend resources, however we can help with that, we'd love to do that as well. So Absolutely. follow us on social media. Yeah, hit us um, up. Instagram and Facebook. It's um, a difference between an at or a slash, but it's just Theobrogens. It's like theologians, but take out the L, put in the bro, and uh, bro, 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 bro. there you go. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're praying for you guys. Stay safe. Stay at home unless you absolutely have to go out, um, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, sometimes though, you just need a frosty. And I would under, I would I would say oh, that's an man. essential. I don't know, man. Be careful. That's an. Be I, careful. That's mine. Okay, so, but <laughs> you know, you, you know, just use discernment in that. Even even the frosty might. Be Bro, better. I haven't had a pizza in like three weeks. Yeah, that's rough. That's a big deal. Get it delivered, man. Get it. Nah, just man, tell. I don't them, know who's making that. Do it like Home Alone. Be like, leave it on the doorstep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, follow Keep us, the man. change, you filthy animal. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, Use the sermon. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes. We're going to get through this, um, and, yep. and it's going to be all right. We'll all right. Catch hit you us up. Time. Holla at your boy.